Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 33 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today on this lovely Wednesday in the middle of April is John from the Dirty Harry Minute. Welcome back, John. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. We're, we're stuck in a diner trying to figure out how we're going to get out without any money so we'll we'll see maybe Dell or Neil have some sort of suggestion to help us to be able to to get out of this strange little situation that we found ourselves in let's hope so <laughs> could be so minute 33 begins with Neil looking into Dell's wallet in shock and ends with a pickup truck coming speeding into the parking lot so as we were discussing yesterday the two of them are sitting in in this diner Neil realizes that his wallet is empty. He believes that Dell has stolen his money, asks Dell for, or Dell gives him his wallet, and Neil opens the wallet. And yesterday we didn't get to see what he sees in the wallet, but today he opens the wallet and sees that it's completely empty, and then basically slams it down on the table. At this point, he says to Dell, empty, right? Dell looks at him and goes, what? What? And I love this reaction by John Candy. He just does it so well. Completely surprised. He had no idea that his $263 were gone. And that even if they did this take so many times, this take that they used is perfect. Because you really can feel that this character is in total shock that he has no money in his wallet. Yeah. Now, it's, it's a great scene, and Candy's acting is great. I actually think it would be quite difficult to do this convincingly, like to look, to look in all the nooks and crannies of your wallet to make well, that, it look that's natural. That's funny too. Yeah. But that's that's funny too because yeah. normally most people keep their 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 bills in one particular place. But here we see right. Dell checking every little pocket in in the wallet, trying to find, you know, maybe something. I don't know how much he's able to. He's thinking that he's going to be able to find, but still. And Neil at this point just looks to the side. He he doesn't know what to think. You know, how how did this happen to us? How did we reach this point? <laughs> and it's just great the way that they do it. And and then Dell goes, We were robbed. And and <laughs> and I've always loved Neil's response to this, even though it's so mean the way that he goes it. Says, oh, do you do you really think so? like duh (laughs) so exactly it's it's great the way they do more or less yeah yeah (laughs) and and so it's funny and mean at the same time the way that he that he says this this line and then yeah i agree (laughs) and then we we get to see that the famous shot of the two of them sitting on the trunk outside of the motel now is it famous? No, it's well, it's a famous scene because on a lot of the posters of the movie, this is what they show: the two of them sitting oh, okay. on the thing. I don't know if you can always see the oh, braidway okay. in or anything like that, but but still. Now, my first question, and we'll get to this as we go through this minute, but but what are they sitting and waiting for, or what is Neil sitting and waiting for? We know what Dell's thinking. Something is strange here. Something yeah. is missing here, and the script. I'll, I'll I'll give you a hint. The script doesn't explain it. Hmm. Because he hasn't said yet, 
oh, Gus is coming to pick us up yet, has he? That's uh, No, bit, not Gus. Uh, that's a few it, seconds later, it, yeah. It, oh, sorry, Neil. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bingman. Yeah, that's right, Bingman, yeah. No, Bert, Bert, yeah, Bert, so sorry, what is Bert, missing? Bert, like... Bert Dingham. Bert Dingham. Bert Dingham. Bert Dingham's son. Good name. <laughs> <laughs> so what is missing? I, I, I don't know. No, I, th- th- it, it was a question that I don't have an answer for. Because Neil is sitting here and they're waiting for something, but we don't know yet what he what what he's thinking in his mind. Is he thinking I'm going to wait and see if the, uh, a taxi shows up in order to go back to the airport? I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. Like you said last, like you said last minute, he's pretty. He's not accustomed to being in a diner. Maybe he just said, "Dell, can we just get out of here?" You know, he doesn't really feel comfortable in a diner. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe he uh, would rather wait outside in the cold than. Uh, be with the flotsam and jetsam of uh, his social, <laughs> you know, the people. Yeah, maybe you just want to get the diner. Um, it's very possible. I've I've no idea. It's just very strange. So the two of them are sitting outside waiting for something. Who knows what they're waiting for? And then Dell says to to Neil, "You know, I've been thinking. What we're dealing with here is a small time crook. He didn't take the credit cards, right? <laughs> so we charge our way home. What kind of plastic do you carry now?" <laughs> To me, in 2022, it—that—that's th- a no-brainer. That's what I would have done in the first place. Exactly. Maybe it was more. Rare I, I, back I wonder. Or, that's the thing. I—I I don't know. I mean, I was—I was only 13 in 1987, so I can't really tell you. You know, I wasn't using credit cards at the time. That's for sure. But but you'd think that it was still prevalent to use credit cards at that point. As opposed to today, where where yeah. that's what everyone. I mean, most of the time I walk around with almost no cash on me, and I use credit cards for everything. So it's it's just strange. Yeah, likewise. I, I, it's also weird that um, is it weird for Dell to be talking about something that happened in the past? Like he probably doesn't care. I mean, he's always moving on to the next thing. It's like we're still talking about who who robbed us. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, it's possible that Neil just decided not to talk to Dell anymore. They they got into this argument, you know, at the in the diner, and then they walk outside, and and yeah. Neil is ignoring Dell, so Dell wants to to fill up the, the 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 time by talking, like what we're doing, you know, we're just we're just talking. <laughs> not that not <laughs> that either of us is comfortable sitting. <laughs> up. Yeah, well, I in traveling when I travel, I I'm a bit of a I, I talk a lot. I I probably a bit more like Dell than. Uh, in, in terms of incessant verbal diarrhea. But um, do you think it's weird? Well, that's no, not weird. What am I saying? You, you review one movie minute by minute. But, yeah, you'd think if they had an argument, uh, Neil wouldn't be even sitting on his trunk. For right. I mean, week. again, we'll get to the he we'll just... get to the script, which it expands a little bit more on it, but it doesn't give us enough of an uh-huh. answer as to what, what it is. So Dell asks, what type of plastic do you carry? And the response is, I've got a Visa and a gasoline card. <laughs> And I've got a Neiman Marcus card in case we want to buy someone a gift. <laughs> so, is that a real? Yes, chain of yeah, yeah, yeah. Neiman Marcus is a real yes. chain. It's a American chain of luxury department stores that's owned by the Neiman Marcus oh. Group, and their their headquarters are in Dallas. They have wow. a lot of various locations all over the place in America. And what's interesting is that the the people who bought it were originally planning on buying the Coca Cola company. And instead, they chose to return to Dallas and open this. So in 1957, <laughs> there was 
there was uh, someone who who made a quote a, a jest by saying that Neiman Marcus was founded on a bad business judgment because they should have they should have <laughs> actually you know bought up Coke instead. No, no, keep Coke in Georgia, please. Respect Georgia. <laughs> Hashtag Georgia forever. What about Charmers Big and Tall Man Shop? No, Is that, that's not a, that's not that? a real place. No. Nah. That's not a real place. <laughs> but what's interesting is he says he's got a visa. Now, when they got to the motel a few weeks ago, he actually gave them an American Express card, which is not a visa card. There's two completely right. different things. Yeah, so it's interesting. Good pick and up. and yeah. do you know what a gasoline card is? Is it just if you go to Caltex or whatever or Calco, you you get free you just paid at the end of yeah. the month or something it's, do you go I'm... to the gas station it's a card yeah. that you can use at a gas station mostly it's it's used mostly by companies in order to yes, to, yes. you know so all their employees don't need to pay for the gas and things like that um i don't know if they use fuel cards today i mean i know for instance by me i have an automatic thing on you know on my gas tank which when i get to the gas station i can use three different you know, different types of gas stations and it will automatically then charge my credit card. So I don't need to use a card for it. And I think I get some sort of discount on it or whatever. So, so that's why I do it. Now you can see that, that, that they're both very cold. You know, we talked yesterday about the weather. It's not really, it wasn't really that cold this day, but the two of them look like they're really freezing, freezing their butts off here. You know, Dell has his jacket and hat and, and gloves on, and Neil looks like he's freezing because he, as anyone who remembers from the first first few minutes of this movie, he forgot his gloves back in New York. Yes. So he's got his hands in his pocket trying to keep himself warm. And why hasn't Dell done his boots up? Just He's a disheveled yeah. guy. He just Completely. forgot can't be too cold. <laughs> maybe All he right. likes his feet. Maybe he's maybe he's still drying off his socks, which actually makes sense because point, his yeah. socks would be still wet. I don't think they would get dry very quickly if they were sitting in the sink all, all yeah. night. I didn't even think about that fact. Hmm. So at this point, Dell's response is uh, no. Then Neil says to Dell, "So what have you got?" Then he goes, "Charmers Big and Tall Men Shop," which you mentioned a few seconds ago. <laughs> It's it's a seven outlet chain in the Pacific Northwest. Great stuff. Unfortunately, it does us no good here. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really loved his yes. delivery of that. But unfortunately, yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the tone, or it's awesome. Yeah, oblivious to how silly and what he said is. It's uh, yeah, okay. Correct. <laughs> now he says it won't do us any good here. Where when would a card from a seven outlet chain in the Pacific Northwest? Known as Chalmers Begin Men Men's Shop, actually help. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. help here, that's for sure. But I'm trying to think of a situation where it would still can be considered as helpful. You know, don't know. <laughs> Maybe instead of flying back to uh, Chicago, he's flying out. He lives in Hawaii and he needs to get some Hawaiian Maybe. shirts. I don't. I mean, know. one of the, one of the things I find really funny about this movie is is that there are so many things that are that are just completely made up along the way that whenever you do a search online today to find out about that, you only find things from planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. You know, there, there are a whole bunch of (laughs) quotes from this movie where I was trying to find information about them. And the only information that I was given was this, 
you know, even even looking at wow. the company that Dell works for, I found like uh, on Facebook, I found a website for 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 the American fixture company or whatever, and it's fake. Someone made a fake one because of this movie, where it says that you know the head of of the shower rings division is 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 Del Griffith. So <laughs> it it has a life after it. Yeah, big big universe. Completely. That's yeah, great. It really is. Yeah. And Neil's response is, "All right, never mind. Just get me to the train station. I'll take care of everything else." <laughs> So, you know, he's basically offering, he's paid for everything else. We'll get to the train station and I'll, I'll pay for the tickets and, and we don't have to worry about that. So this again brings up the question that what is Neil thinking up until now? Where, the, you know, what was he waiting for until Dell just gave him this idea of, you know, why don't we actually try to, you know, go take a train? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I, I can't add anything sensible to what you thought other than, um, well, you're going to dig into the script. Yeah. 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 Anything else? And so, I mean, yeah. basically at this point, Dell responds, I've got that all covered. Gus's son is going to come pick us up. Okay. So Gus, sorry, I mentioned before that it was that, that the person who was going to drive him was mm. Dingham's son. This is actually Gus's son. Owen, who we'll meet tomorrow ah. is actually Gus's son. Gus is the, the, the night manager in the, the Braidwood Inn. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. All right. And then a pickup truck comes speeding into the parking lot and screeches. And the response, Neil looks at Dell and says, That's not him, is it? And Dell responds, Gee, I hope not. <laughs> now, the type of. Yeah. Do you think that. Yeah, I was just going to say, Do you think, Gee, I hope not? Is is that a bit out of character? Dell doesn't strike me as someone who. He's seen yeah. them all, you know, every walk of life. I don't think he'd be particularly. Um, put out by this person. Yeah, I, maybe he doesn't like guns. I agree with you. I don't know. Guns. What does guns have to do with it? Oh, there's guns in the back of the car we see, don't we? There's a gun rack there? I, I, didn't, I didn't remember seeing a gun rack there. It's possible. Oh, maybe it's in the next minute. Sorry. Is it when we see in the back of the car? There's a yeah. Gun, oh, you're right. Rifles there is, in the back? It, you can oh, see two, two rifles that are in, in the back there in, uh, in behind Owen. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I, I didn't even think about that. Very good. And so the type of pickup truck that he comes, that he shows up in, is a 1969 Chevrolet C-Series. How much do you think it would cost to buy one today? Fully done up? Well, you have perfect condition, excellent condition, good condition, fair condition. (laughs) I'm terrible with cars. Me too. Me too. But that's that's what the internet is for. Yeah. So uh, if you wanted to buy one American dollars you, as well, 50 grand, 50 grand, 50 American for what? greenbacks. For perfect condition? It, perfect condition or the one okay. down from that. All right. That's my so, guess. Lock so it in. according to what I found on the internet, if you want to buy one of these type of vehicles today, if you want it in fair condition, mm-hmm. you can find one anywhere between $850 to $14,000. Good condition, mm-hmm. you can find it anywhere between $14,000 and $20,000. Excellent condition between twenty mm-hmm. and twenty nine thousand, and perfect condition mm-hmm. you can find it a a you can find one between twenty nine thousand and one hundred and sixty five thousand. That's just amazing! Wow, that someone would pay one hundred sixty five thousand dollars for a car because a car is something that you're supposed to use. <laughs> 
Why spend right. a lot of money? I mean, you want to spend <laughs> a good amount of money on it, but I wouldn't spend one hundred sixty-five thousand. Not that I have one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, you know, because <laughs> of all the revenue I'm making on these podcasts. Because <laughs> we all do it for the money, <laughs> completely. That's right. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else you want to say? And I'm sorry. And you can see that when the pickup stops, that you can see three people inside. You can't see who they are, but we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. We'll talk about who, who's who's in this particular pickup truck. Did you have it? It's a great cliffhanger of yes, the minute, isn't completely. it? Completely. Yeah, what's going to happen? Completely. Is it? They must have known we were going to review it minute by minute all those years later. They yeah, must have is, known. It, is it just the sun or not? <laughs> who else could it be? <laughs> I'm going to put money on it. All yes. right. That's, that's a, probably a good um, guess. Kevin, did you. Um, yeah, and no, I was just going to say, um, big, you probably had all these questions before, but are we okay with with the title of the movie? It is it is it is what sets out. It's what happens in the movie. It does feature one of them all, but is it is it so perfunctory that uh, you know it actually comes across? It is an interesting title because it's like mm, this could be anything. Do you I, like I, the title? I actually love the title. I think I think it's a great. Idea. I mean, what are they going to call it? Like, uh, I know that Rain Man, they, they joked about the fact that they should have called it like two schmucks in a car or something like that. So. <laughs> they could have called it the, the odd couple on the road or um, one that I was uh, working up all night, Rob. Oh, God, you love this. Sympathy for the Delville. <laughs> Do you like that? Sympathy for the Delville. I, I like it, but I still like planes <laughs> changing automobiles, automobiles better. Sorry. Sorry to shoot you yeah, down on that one. No, fair enough. <laughs> when I've been covering the, the Eastwood movies, you know, this the sudden impact and true crime are probably his worst two non-descriptive titles to just don't mean right. anything, you know. Sudden impact, true crime. But, uh, yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles, I don't know. It's sort of so perfunctory. It's so naff that it's yeah. good, I think. Yeah. And it's accurate. And it helps make it unique. Would you know it's a comedy, you think, if in 1987 you I read that? I don't know. Would it... That is a great question. It could be a documentary or something. Hmm. No idea. So differences mm. in the script. There there are actually a lot oh, yes. in this Tell me. thing. Okay. So first of all, they start talking about the fact that, you know, how did they get robbed? And Dell then accuses Neil of the fact that he didn't lock the door when he came back to bed. Right, mm. that uh, they didn't use the the chain lock and things like that. So it, it's interesting that he's actually accusing him of this type of thing. And then the two of them try to figure out if they have any money on them. Okay, and Neil then reaches into his pocket and takes out a few crumpled bills and some small change. Dell takes out a little bit. He comes up with a dollar, and they're able to to scrounge together six fifty in order to pay for it. Pay for their meal because they have to. They, they don't mention this. They have to actually pay for their meal in some way in the movie. So they realize that they're still a dollar short. And Dell then tries to convince her to convince the the waitress that they shouldn't that they shouldn't pay for for their oatmeal because they they didn't get it. He says you charged me for it, but we didn't get it. And she said, of course I did. And then they they have. A very strange conversation between the waitress and Dell. You, you mentioned yesterday about the fact that the waitress might have had more to do at some point, and she does. Okay. Yeah. But okay. this is just a completely gross scene 
between the two of them. Dell wants her to, to smell his breath to see if he's actually eating the oatmeal. But again, we see that Neil is eating the oatmeal. Yes. And she says that she knows for a fact that she brought them oatmeal because she pulled out a hair and put it in it, in the oatmeal. In order for him to eat it. And they start describing the type of hair that she put in there. And Neil just starts getting completely grossed out. And he, he, he's he's getting ready to just completely barf from the whole thing. And if they made a and play, then he runs. I'd like to see. Yeah, and then he runs out and, and dashes towards the bathroom. And at this point, Dell convinces her by saying, OK, we're going to we're going to sue you if you don't just cancel our check. And she rips up the check. And then they're able to get out without having to pay for the check. Again, it's not wow. necessary at all. I think it would have it would have changed the tone of the movie too much. So I'm quite glad that they that they didn't Smell put it in there. Breath. Yeah. <laughs> Smell my breath. <laughs> and then they're sitting oh, wow. outside and Dell says, Well, if you're still hungry, yeah. we still have six fifty to go buy buy breakfast somewhere else. <laughs> Which is typical. It's great color. It's yeah, it's great color in the novelization, yeah. but yeah, it's okay to sure. get rid of that. And then Neil mentions the fact that he used to have an American Express card, but someone replaced it with something that looks like an American Express card. So if anyone remembers from a few weeks ago when when he used his American Express card to pay for the motel room, so Dell had given a discount card and the, the two of them got the two cards got switched at some point. When it looks very similar to an American Express card. So at this point, Neil mentions right. that he knows that there was this switch. And then he mentions that he no longer has that. He just has now a Visa card and a gasoline card. So the funny thing is, is that D- Dell actually does have his his American Express card in his wallet, which we'll get to many weeks from now. We'll, we'll talk about it. And then Dell mentions the whole idea of taking a of, – of, of using credit cards to get where they're going – he uses a little bit of more colorful language along the way uh, about why he, he doesn't have a checkbook. He only uses cash because he travels too much to write checks because 99% of them would be out of, out of state. And an out of state check is about as welcome as a priest in a whorehouse. <laughs> and at this point, Neil then asks, how come he didn't ask money from Gus? You know, he's a friend of his. So tells so Dell says, point. well, he doesn't really have any money. I can't take anything from him. And I have a longstanding policy against borrowing money from friends. So Neil's <laughs> response is, but it's okay to borrow from strangers like me, huh? And then Dell's response is, it's an incentive for you to become my friend. <laughs> I, I could have, yeah, I wouldn't mind something like that yeah. in there. And those, those are the discrepancies in, in, the, in the script. So there, there's, some, there's some good ones here. You know, a little. It would have changed things a little bit, but I, I don't think it's necessary. Again, these scenes work well without what they cut out. So I like that. All right. So on every Wednesday, we we do a segment called Hughes Hump Day, where my guest gives their top five John Hughes movies. So John, what do you got for John Hughes? Let's start with number five and work our way up to one. Okay. Now I want to preface this by saying. I wasn't quite sure of the remit, so some of these he wrote, maybe not didn't direct, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Anyway, that's how it's landed. Uh, Number five, being fifth from the top, is a movie called Dutch. Now, it was released on video in my country anyway as Driving Me Crazy, and it was directed by the director of Crocodile Dundee, but John Hughes wrote it. Have you ever seen it? It's got Yeah, of course, with Ed O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. 
I have no idea if it was it a cinema release in America. I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was a big hit in 1991, I believe. Okay, and I've got great memories of that. And when I watch Planes and Trains, there's a there's a bit where some I don't know if they're hookers or two two women that give him a drive across town also steal steal their money and uh, his his ring. So that reminded me of the bit here of the Pizza Man. Um, good funny movie. Um, number four is The Breakfast Club. Um, yeah, I. I hate Ferris Bueller's. I don't know what it is about it, but I've, it's never <laughs> it's never touched me at all. But Breakfast okay. Club, I like, um, and yeah, I really liked it at uni as well. Um, National Lampoon's um, uh, Vacation, the first one, yeah. which he wrote, um, great classic movie. Uh, number two, Weird Science, uh, has you know Australia's own Vernon Wells in it. I love that movie as a kid. <laughs> I even like. I even like the spin-off that I don't think John Hughes had anything to do with uh, the TV movie, a uh, TV series. Yeah, that was all right. And number one has to be Christmas Vacation. Um, you know, like uh, Great Escape in, in England, Christmas Vacation without fail is on free-to-air TV in my country for decades. <laughs> it's three decades now. And it's just a funny movie. I know every line. Um, I'd like to see an extended version of that, actually. Maybe there's a long cut. Like there is this, but well, there is no long cut of this one. Number that one, was, that's the thing. They, they yeah, yeah. You can't find, you can't find the full cut of this. That's true. All right. So every yeah. day we we do a little segment called Off the Beaten Track, where myself or my guests give a little story about some adventure or misadventure that we might have had along our journeys in life. So, John, why don't you give us another one of your Off the Beaten Track stories? Um, another European story. Um, I was in southern Spain in 2008, and I was in the the dusty well summer, you know, in the south Almeria, um, pretty nondescript town, but there's some lovely locations, you know, TripAdvisor stuff uh, to see around town. And I heard that this was where the uh, spaghetti westerns were filmed Ooh. with Clint Eastwood in the mid 60s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since there's been a documentary about it now, have you seen it on Netflix about no. a, a group, group of people that go there to look at the old locations? Some of them are actually um, sort of museum slash film studios still that you can visit. Um, but in particular, the my favourite my favorite uh, dollar movie is For a Few Dollars More, the middle one. Mm-hmm. And they filmed apparently um, the end scene, the shootout, um, in a town called Los Albaricoques, which is Spanish for the apricots. And so I caught a bus halfway there and no one was prepared to go further, you know, four or five kilometers out into the desert or whatever. So there was a Swiss guy who came along on a motorcycle and uh, he drove me the rest of the way. And, um, yeah, non-eventful, nothing went wrong like my previous story. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I managed to find the wheat circle they had to shoot out in, and there was an English family there that gave me a, a fake poncho so I could try and replicate the uh, the shot. Oh, they, wow. they took a photo of me. Yeah. So, yeah, not particularly beaten path, but um, I was really surprised. Well, it's off the no beaten path, so that's good. <laughs> yes, that's right. But, uh, yeah, so that just cemented my love of the, of the spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Great. Another great story. Thank you very much for that. So you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, please Google search Dirty Harry Minute and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the others. Please listen. Thank you. All right. And to find me is a very simple way also. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find our website. You can find me on Twitter. Find our Facebook group. <laughs> awesome. 
So until tomorrow, you're fine. You are fine.